All right, let's go. Solo podcast. Uncle Bold George is my name. They call me Uncle Bold, or maybe I call myself Uncle Bold. I like to think people call me Uncle Bold, but we are back. Bold Perceptions. I've been off the wagon for a while. I don't like the feeling, honestly. I I feel more locked in when I'm recording. And it's actually odd because, yes, we've been at home. People have been working from home. And we've said a lot of times, I mean, these mandates and the work from home stuff, I mean, it actually does. I can feel it affecting my social skills set. It's odd. I feel uh, I feel like it's more of a struggle for me to get up and go to the office. I mean, it's cold. It's very cold. I'm in a very cold state in America. So that plays a part, of course. But I, I do miss the times where I was in the office every day. It was normal. I was seeing a bunch of different people every day. It's interesting. It's interesting. That's a quick side note. But we need an episode. And I need to get back on the horse. So... I figured, let's just rip one. I'm in the zone a little bit. It's late. I can see the stars. I'm looking at some trees right now. It's peaceful. It's calming. And uh, I came into this, you know, thinking I'd talk about a couple different things. But I do want to start with this. Let's, get, let's just get right into it. I kind of feel like I'm doing a radio show right now. I got nobody to, you know, pick me up when I stutter, when I stumble. So... I just, I just got to go in. I mean, it's a solo, but right away, let's go. So background, Bold Perceptions was my first experience doing a podcast and it taught me a lot of different skills that one would not think. Obviously, a lot of it has to do with communication, uh, talking, delivery, timing, pitch, voice tone, all the above. And it definitely did help me with conversation in real life. Not the metaverse, but real life. Um, And another thing that it did was open up a door at my old company. And since I'm gone, I left for a different job. I feel more comfortable kind of saying I was at 3M um, before. I was there for three years, as luck would have it, out of college. Uh, I did sales there. I met a lot of great people. And one of the benefits was I worked at the corporate headquarters, which is in Minneapolis, oddly enough. I actually know quite a few corporate headquarters for some reason in Minneapolis. That's that's interesting. But one door that opened up was I was asked to start a podcast within the 3M sales organization. We called it Fireside Cold Calls. And obviously, as you can imagine, if you've listened to this podcast quite a bit, I mean, we're pretty rugged on here. Nick, he's a wild child. I'm, I'm a wild child, but I selectively get wild on here. I, you know, I, we're bold. We're, we like to think we're bold, but we can really say whatever the fuck we want on here. Now, with this podcast at 3M, it was a little different. Obviously, I can't be dropping F-bombs. I can't be talking politics. I can't talk about a lot of shit we talk about on here. But it was very fun because I got to toe the line between, you know, funny interesting joker guy uh and corporate uh, you know corporately acceptable content right and the point of that podcast was to a connect with people in the org which was great and you know i'd be bringing on leaders and i brought on some outside folks outside of the organization but the podcast would get sent out to the sales org so my my thing was i got to bring some value in terms of sales itself 
uh, while keeping it fun. Because, I mean, the last thing people want to do is hear uh, a younger guy with not as much experience act like he knew something that, you know, tenured people did not. So I had to bring on outside guests and leaders where people would want to listen. And my favorite episode I did was with our you know, global director of sales, which at 3M, I mean, you got hundreds of people reporting to you. And it was interesting to kind of get him off, you know, just the beaten path. Because, you know, when you're in a a Fortune 500 company at his level, you got to be diplomatic. You, You can't be overly offensive. You can't offend anybody. You have to be cognizant of being universally acceptable, I would say. So my goal going into it was to kind of break those walls down a little bit. I'm not going to name, you know, who he is, obviously, out of respect. But, I mean, he's a younger guy in a very superior role. Um, And so it was interesting because I wanted to pick his brain about true ways that you can move up, not only, you know, in your own company, but just in the world in general. And it was tough to... You know, you don't want you don't want to ask it right away because you want to get them comfortable. You want to get people comfortable, especially on a corporate podcast. You, you can't really start with these heavy hitting questions, so you got to warm it up a little bit, like any good conversation. You know, ask them about themselves a little bit, get them talking, get them used to t- talking in front of a camera. It's kind of odd at first at times. Some of the podcasts I've done in front of cameras were super weird. Um, you just feel like you're under a magnifying glass. And all your little twitches and I have some weird mannerisms are being picked up and I'm, you know, aware of that. But the point is we eventually got to a part in the conversation where I thought it was, you know, a no bullshit zone. And what I mean by that is, you know, I could ask him maybe a little dicier question while remaining on that line of corporate and wild child. And I asked him in a, in a pretty no, no bullshit way. Hey, sir. Um, we all hear at these conferences, at these sales conferences, you know, what it takes to move up. And I forget how I phrased it, but I asked, okay, give me something that we haven't heard, something off the beaten path. What does leadership look for specifically when promoting people? And he kind of thought for a second, and this may sound obvious, but he delivered it in a way that was pretty sincere. And uh, he, he elaborated on it pretty well. But the basis of his answer to my question was, well, I mean, you can have a lot of qualities that, you know, we tell employees to go accrue. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is you have to have a larger mental bandwidth than other people, which it seemed very obvious, you know, that that would be an answer. But I took a step back and I kind of listened to him talk about it. And, you know, he was going off the beaten path. He got a little, he didn't get wild. He's not swearing, right? He's not talking politics. He's not talking about the mask mandate. But he, he said it, he delivered his answer in a very sincere, genuine, conversational manner. And uh, it was a pretty cool moment. And he started talking and he's basically saying at the end of the day, if you want to perform at a high level, higher than most, you got to have more mental bandwidth. You got to be able to get more things done in a very, very solid manner. You have to do a lot of different tasks. You got to be able to switch gears in your brain. You just got to be able to outperform people. And it's, it's easier said than done. 
and you hear me say this and you're probably like, well, dude, no shit. Like, obviously you got to do that. But breaking that down, I mean, think about how many tasks you do in a day. And I mean, you're fatigued after a couple of few, you got to take a break. But I mean, the people that really are at these leadership positions, they're doing so many different things. And this obviously goes for any walk of life, like any career path. If you want to produce more than the person next to you, you do have to have more mental bandwidth. And so that got me thinking. I've thought about that for a long time. I mean, you always go into something new, whether it's a new job, new hobby, new this, new that. And you're thinking, you know, you're shooting for the stars right away. And then your expectations naturally kind of simmer down. Your standards lower a little bit for your own performance. And I think a big part of that is, you know, you look at who's around you, who you're competing with. You see that just the natural human condition is to want to do well. But, I mean, you see people around you not doing as well as you wanted to. So then you kind of peel back a little bit. You step off the gas and you end up falling short of what you originally, you know, wanted to do and i think part of the mental bandwidth is staying and when i say mental bandwidth i I say that in his in form of his answer mental bandwidth kind of falls in in line with mental strength which is you know a, a large topic in of itself but i would say mental bandwidth you can't just go into a day like you normally would and be able to complete tasks very well bang 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 you can't just knock them out without putting any thought or prep into it so i started becoming very interested in you know the human brain obviously that's where the mental bandwidth lies within is your brain and i i I became very interested in how to increase my own and i started thinking back on things that i've been told by so many different people on this podcast Obviously, we've had a lot of people that have very high motors, they're high performers, uh, a lot of different industries, a lot of different careers, a lot of different roles. But I think one thing that separates a lot of the guests from a lot of other people in the world is their mental bandwidth. And so I started thinking, okay, what do they say? What do they tell us? What What do I hear? What's a common denominator among the guests? And how do they get things done? And Honestly, I feel like a big common denominator among them and these high-performing people is the morning thing. And I've wanted to do a solo episode on, excuse me, no phones in the morning for a while. And I actually did. I actually did record a no phone in the morning type of episode on my own. And it ended up, the audio got messy. I couldn't send it to Nick. He was mad. My mental bandwidth failed me there. I just, I didn't record it on the right app. But I've been thinking that that has been one of the biggest things that has enabled me. I'm not saying that I'm a, a higher performer than you, but I'm a higher performer than my old self before I, I did that, before I stayed off my phone in the morning. And it seems so simple, so simple. But I started thinking about, you know, what have I done to increase my own mental bandwidth? And that jumps out at me big time. And I know you get tired of hearing it. You get tired of hearing, you know, control your morning, control your life. But holy shit, does it make a big difference? And I started thinking about why from there. I started looking at, you know, no phone in the morning thing. Why? Why does that, why does that, you know, increase your brain capability? And I saw something interesting um, 
about the human brain can only make so many decisions in a day and you know compute so many different things in a day can only hold certain thoughts for such long of a time in a day and that was a big pandora's box topic for me so i started digging into it digging into it why is this the case because i mean so many different gurus out there say you can't be on your phone in the morning you got to have like a purpose you got to have a checklist you got to take a shower you got to work out you got to do this you got to do that but like there's no one way that's standard that like will lead you to this magical place of success you know it's like a lucky charms rainbow you're going to find the pot of pot at the end of the rainbow if you do this no it's not like that and i'm not used to doing solos here so let me take a sip of water here Ah, yes. But I started getting into it, doing the research, and back to my my topic about not being able to, you know, make unlimited decisions. When you go on your phone in the morning, odds are you're going right to social media. We live in a generation where social media is, you know, the main form of entertainment, I would say. And further than that, I would say it's the main addiction out of anything on the planet at the moment it's so accessible uh the colors this you're gonna laugh but the colors of social media the apps itself they they bring you in i remember we had a med student on recently and he recommended turning your phone on grayscale to take the colors away i did it for like a day and i'm too addicted so i went back to the colors but he had a great point your phone becomes way more of a tool when there's no colors, when there's nothing like really bringing you in. Um, and you look at your phone as more of something as a means to get things done. And you're not hanging around on screens, getting drawn in by the colors, the aesthetic, the marketing behind it, which is genius by all these big apps and obviously Apple itself. And I started realizing when I didn't go on my phone, I was holding thoughts on, you know, something important rather than thinking about Susie on Instagram, Billy on Twitter, Leslie on Snapchat, whoever. And that let me get my mind going towards places that actually mattered for the day. So that was one thing I thought of when I thought about increasing my mental bandwidth. And I know Nick is into meditation a lot. I've tried it a couple times, honestly. And I I usually, I wish I was into it more, but I usually honestly just get bored. I want to go. I want to get going with my day. But that's another thing I thought of in terms of getting going with your day. Simple shit like making the bed, just a task in the morning, you know, to get the uh, the task-oriented part of my brain going. Making my bed, getting in the shower, throwing away trash, something just like productive to get the ball rolling because... You know, the brain responds to momentum building. And it's pretty freaking easy to make your bed. I mean, if you're not making your bed, if you can't do that, then how the hell are you going to perform any task at work or just do anything? So that's another thing I thought of. And then obviously there's another, you know, part of me that's not part of me, but I mean, everybody has this. I mean, when you sleep, you're dehydrated, right? So you got to get up, chug water, put something in your body that's helpful. I mean, there's obviously your brain is literally shrinking when you're dehydrated. So that's another way, mental bandwidth, to attack that. Um, but I've, I've, I've really thought about that deeply. And something that concerns me, I guess, about 
the American culture is I feel, and this is an opinion, I would argue it's a fact, but at the end of the day, it's an opinion. But I think American culture has pushed the idea of mediocrity being okay. Uh, I just got into an argument with somebody very close to me in my life about American culture enabling us to feel okay with mediocrity and being average and just subconsciously dropping your standards, uh, whether it's you know in the gym, at your job, with the relationships, with this, with that. I don't like this idea of you know accepting quote unquote accepting yourself i think it's dangerous honestly i don't like this crutch that society pushes on you that makes you feel okay with not getting done what you said you were gonna do because at the end of the day and here's something else we talk about nick and i a lot motivation is temporary you could have the most motivation ever you can get a giant high from work getting a deal done or completing a long big task you feel great, your coffee's flowing, you got music on, and you just feel on top of the world, those are great. It's great to have those moments, but that's temporary. Motivation's temporary. Discipline, on the other hand, takes forever to build, and it's like a muscle. If you don't work it, you're going to lose it. So when the culture surrounding us pushes that you know, it's okay to take this break. And it is okay to take breaks because, you know, it's scientifically proven you can't just burn yourself out. And if you burn yourself out one day, odds are the next day you're going to regress to the mean and you're going to be even less productive than your average. But what I'm getting at is the culture, it provides crutches for, you know, failing or being average. It's, you know, at least you tried, at least you did this participation trophy shit. And there's just no way that that's healthy for mental bandwidth. Uh, obviously, jobs now are automated. You can do almost everything with technology. And, you know, the average human does not need to physically work as hard to get something done. You can, all, you can do it all from, you know, your laptop, your phone, your tablet, whatever the fuck you're playing on that has satellite service. But that's got to be bad for your mental bandwidth like giving in to the voice in your head i hate to say it but the the weak voice i'm not gonna call it a bitch voice that's that's pretty uh that's pretty aggressive but there's always gonna be a voice in your head that's saying all right well you you tried you did this you did that and there's just no way that that's good for you long term because that's that's altering your disciplinary muscle in your brain so from there I'm just kind of rattling off thoughts right now to you. But I I started thinking about, okay, so discipline is directly correlated with mental bandwidth. Because I I think back to this leader saying, yeah, you're going to get promoted. You're going to do more if you're able to push your boundaries. If you're able to get shit done more than the next person, uh, you're going to need to be able to focus longer than the other person. This, that, all that, and more. And then it led me down another train of thought about supplements, uh, life hacks. You know, you see it all the time in the self-improvement industry. There's a lot of gurus now and, you know, social media has enabled their platform to reach more people. And I think there's a danger in that. Of course, it's great because it's for a good cause. These gurus want to help people. They want to help people you know, perform better. They want to help people get more done. But 
you know, the reality of it is these people will listen to them. They, they probably won't follow through with what they're telling them to do. And then when people do listen, I had an Instagram story about this the other day. People will listen and they won't actually do what they're saying, but they'll feel like they're being productive because they're listening, which they are because it's getting into your subconscious and eventually, you know, your subconscious will direct your conscious mind. You'll, you'll follow through, but you'll also trigger something within you that makes you feel like you're damn near out of options because you're thinking, damn, okay, I'm listening to this stuff. I'm listening to the self-improvement guru. He's telling me to do this, that. I'm writing these things down. I'm going to go buy this at the store. I'm going to start putting lemons in my water, whatever the hell it is. And then when nothing actually changes in your life immediately, because we live in a self, you know, a very quick-minded and quick reaction expectation world. You expect everything to change quickly. And when it doesn't, you feel like something's wrong with you. Either that and you kind of get a little sad I'm not going to toss out the D word. I'm not going to say you've gotten depressed, but you feel like you're out of options and, you know, you try and you must not be cut out for it. I think that's a big danger with the industry. Of course, like I said, it's great. Like there's a lot of quote unquote life hacks that if you follow through, it literally will change your life. But on the other side, people for the most part will not follow through with what they're being told to do. So it makes them feel like they're out of options. And then, you know, they look around, they think, well, maybe everybody laughing at me for listening to this was right. Maybe I just shouldn't, you know, keep listening to this stuff. When in reality, did, did you yeah, actually go through and follow, you know, what these quote unquote gurus were saying? Because I mean, these gurus, more often than not, if you look at them in real life, I mean, they're very successful and I don't think they're just trying to make a quick buck. I genuinely think they're trying to educate you on how they got there and how you can help yourself. But it's just, it's just a natural human condition to listen and be like, all right, I listened, like I'm doing something, I'm doing something good. But in the end, are you really following through with it? And I think that's another thing that would increase your mental bandwidth. If you were able to you know, put the ego aside, put pride aside, acknowledge that, you know, I'm not doing as much as I, I should be doing. That's a pretty tough thing. It took me a while to actually like shed this little mental barrier in my mind um, in terms of listening to these, you know, these gurus and then admit adversely that I was not following through. I was not listening at all. I was just getting a quick high from listening and feeling like I was doing something. And there's a shit ton of areas where I still need to improve. I'm not, I'm not perfect at all. I mean, my friends will tell you that. They see what I do every day. I mean, there's obviously room for improvement, but that's the beauty of it. I guess what I'm trying to say, the mental bandwidth part of it, it all goes back to the discipline because the motivation's temporary. Discipline takes forever to build up and results overall take forever to build up. So as I, th- as I think out loud here, I would invite anybody listening to DM us, tell us what they do in terms of increasing their brain power, what makes them feel sharper, what makes them feel like a well-oiled machine, what, makes them f- give, what, what gives them confidence to get normal tasks done, a normal work done take, taken care of, 
but then also going above and beyond how do you how do you get more done overall because at the end of the day i think this dude is right like they look at people you can have all the intangibles in the world you can look like a leader you can talk like a leader you can walk like a leader you can give off the aura that you're a leader and that you're you know you deserve all these things that you want but it's a results oriented world and the only way you get results is increasing that mental bandwidth so i invite you guys to tell me what exactly are your tricks of the trade what do you follow through on is it the morning affirmations is it the workouts the drinking the water healthy foods meditation journaling tasks writing out goals checking them off i've heard that actually i've heard you know make simple tasks and as you get them done check them off because your brain just goes crazy with uh, endorphins if you see them if if you actually see the physical box you made on a piece of paper get checked off but i would like to know i would like to know because this guy's right mental bandwidth rules the world whoever can get the most done focus the longest do it the best is gonna win everybody's competing everybody wants to get promoted everybody wants to do more make more money be happier make more relationships maintain the relationships everybody wants that obviously and some people are content and happy where they're at and i'm jealous of that honestly because if you're happy where you're at that's that's i mean that's the goal like happiness and you know feeling free feeling in control of your life is pretty much the root of what everybody wants and if it's not that it is the inverse it's the power and the money and that comes with freedom obviously but everybody does want that so you're obviously up against a lot of candidates for whatever you want to ascend to so how do you rise above that and get to the next level the people that are actually you know following through and then beyond that think of it like a bracket let's say uh 16 people start out okay so they beat out the person that they are competing against, so-and-so. Now there's eight people. Okay, so how do you get to the next four? How do you beat out those eight people? You got to raise your game somehow. You got to elevate. And then once you get to four, then eventually you're at two. You're in the championship, so to speak. And then may the best man or woman win. You got to be the last one standing with whatever it is. So obviously the people getting to that one that one left, that one remaining, it's like squid games. I feel like I'm narrating squid games right now in American, American land. But how, how does that happen? How do, how do you get to one? How do you get to be the top dog? A lot of it, I would argue, is who you know, by the way. Relationships are equity. They run the world. But you still got to you know, play your part. You still got to get there. Who you know can't get you in a position, but it won't enable you to truly retain the position unless it's a complete, you know, unionized whatever so i'm just throwing it out there i'm curious email in dm us on instagram we're on facebook we're on youtube actually we've gotten some good views on youtube we finally got to that but let me know and it doesn't need to be bold doesn't need to be against the grain doesn't need to be contrarian as we tend to be at times but it could even be something very cliche So I'd like to hear it. I'd like to hear it. Um, And maybe we will talk about what we hear back on the next episode. I think that's good. I toss out a question. Hope to get some replies, some good replies. 
and maybe uh, we'll learn something and see something we, we haven't seen. We've seen a lot of interesting DMs, actually. We've gotten some interesting messages from interesting people. But I would actually really like to hear what you guys think overall about how you increase your mental bandwidth. And again, if you've been here before, you've heard some very out there things. There's my car shutting off in 30 seconds. That means it's time for me to stop. But, I mean, don't, uh, don't think anything's too out there and don't think anything is too cliche to, uh, to send in. I'm very curious to hear what you guys have to say. But at the end of the day, mental bandwidth, that's the theme of this. I may have rattled on at some points. I only got one drink of water. I apologize. But uh, let me know. Let me know. Live bold. And as always, leave a review if you liked it. And if you didn't like it, leave a review as well. Live bold, everybody.